Hello, 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 and welcome back to an all-new episode of The Darius Show. For today's episode, we are talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Part 6, Stone Ocean Season 2 or Part 2. This is going to get convoluted. If you scroll down on my episode feed here, you can see when I reviewed Stone Ocean, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Part 6, Part 1, the first 12 episodes that they had dropped on Netflix. Netflix has now dropped 12 more episodes, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So yeah, without further ado, I mean, if you if you are a fan of JoJo, go back and check out my part one of season six, or however you want to call it. It's up on the feed right now. But for now, we're getting into the second batch of episodes, the second batch of 12 episodes on Netflix for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean. Let's roll the intro and get right into it. It's the Darius Show, y'all already know. Drop your booty to the floor, come give me some more. It's the Darius Show. It's the Darius Show. All right, because this is just a second batch of episodes, I do feel the need to kind of catch us up, so to speak, here. And for the record, this will be a spoiler-filled conversation. So, where we last left off, Jolene Cujo, the daughter of Joe Taro, Oh, by the way, if you're not a fan of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, this might not be the space for you. This is a ridiculous anime series that is known for its over-the-top storytelling. So if you're not already a fan or if you're not already familiar with this, this might be a little too much for you. Your warning right there at the door. But yeah, Stone Ocean follows Jolene Kujo, who is the daughter of Joe Taro, who's been the the protagonist of one of our seasons here on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. In this season, our main character, Jolene, has been framed and sent to a high maximum prison in Florida. This takes place in 2011 in Florida. I like I, That's always fun for me because I am a Florida native boy myself. And it follows her adventures as she desperately tries to stop her father's captor from enacting his evil plot. Dio is the kind of main villain for all of Jojo Bizarre Adventure, and the antagonist within this series is one of Dio's loyal subjects who seemingly is on a mission to revive Dio and find out the the big secret that Joe Taro knows from the end of his season. This is still a mystery to us in the audience, so there's still a lot that we haven't figured out. But for the purposes of this series, uh, our main antagonist, we'll call him Pale Snake, resides in the prison as well with with Jolene. He is undercover as a priest, and he is doing everything in his power to enact out his plan while Jolene struggles to defend against it without even knowing her enemy is, for the most part, throughout the season. Now, I have to say, I do think of all the parts of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure so far, this has been the most underwhelming season for me. I have enjoyed all of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, including this season as well. Uh, I have enjoyed it all thoroughly, but this season has just been a little underwhelming in terms of the characters. There are some cool characters, some cool abilities that they set up here, but as far as like the supporting cast goes, I do think that this is the weakest lineup that they've shown to date. And that might have something to do with Netflix producing this season, whereas Crunchyroll's produced some of the seasons in the past. I'm not sure if the production has anything to do with it or if it's really just these characters in this part happen to feel a little bit weaker. But I really just mean that for the side cast. Jolene herself makes an excellent JoJo main character. 
a lot of the JoJo characters are a little bit one note. They're kind of the straight man, especially if you think about Josuke or Jotaro. I do think that Jolene has a strong character, and just her her being in the center of this is a is a very strong place to start from. It's the surrounding characters around that kind of that kind of uh, fade into the background, in my opinion. Let's go ahead and get into some of those side characters before we talk about the big plot of this season. FF is kind of her right hand woman. FF is actually a collection of plankton that have been able to form a standability and take over the host of this body. Uh, super interesting on paper. I think that, that that is easily the most interesting side character that we've been introduced to in terms of their origins. That's all over the place. The actual standability that, F have, that FF has is just so lackluster. She essentially just has the ability to have a gun in her hand. I mean... That's so boring compared to some of the crazy stand abilities we've seen. Now, she is aided in the fact that she has some abilities outside of her stand ability because she is a collection of plankton. And so she thrives within water and she's able to heal wounds and stuff. So she's very useful to have around. That being said, this like gun ability is just so lackluster, in my opinion. And personality wise, you know, she actually ends up making a big sacrifice in the season and her climactic battle before her sacrifice is really fun. I like seeing her at the center of that narrative. That being said, I don't feel like we really got that much time to develop towards her. It was like, as soon as I started being interested in the character of FF, that's when they decided to kill her off. Like they, the development for her character really only happened right then and there. You know, we had some stuff with her in the first few batch of episodes in the first 12, but really I didn't feel endeared towards her character enough for it to really have an impact on me when she was sacrificed. Hermes is another character that, you know, that's kind of their big three. The female three in the series is Hermes, FF, and Jolene at the center. But Hermes is essentially non-present in this season. She gets the first couple episodes to kind of have her own plot. And then after that, she's completely sidelined, not a part of the adventure whatsoever. She's like out of sight, out of mind. I just feel like they're not establishing a firm like group, whereas every other JoJo series has such a strong like friendship center going on and you know some of the most interesting characters in jojo are usually not even the main character it's the people that they spend time around and there's just a lack of cohesion around that uh with these characters in particular Hermes is a cool character i think that she is badass when we've seen her and her character really came through in the first part of the season the first 12 episodes but after you get past the first couple here she's just an afterthought really same goes with Weather Report. He was such a cool part of the first 12 episodes of Stone Ocean. I mean, amazing. The battle with him and Jolene where uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to get into all the details of their battle because I'll be here all day. But the big battle that they had in the first 12 episodes was amazing. It was That was like classic JoJo, seeing them navigate how to figure out the standability and get past their situation. He was so fun on screen. And their dynamic was really cool, too. I actually think it was the strongest dynamic that Stone Ocean has presented was between Weather Forecast and Jolene. That being said, he's barely used in the season. At one point, he makes it rain poisonous frogs in the first uh, couple episodes from afar. And that's it. We don't even get really get dialogue sequences within Weather Forecast. He's referenced a few times, and I guess it, you could argue that he is affecting the plot in some way, but... He, we get almost no screen time with him. And just when we think he is entering the fold, it turns out it's somebody else in disguise. I just don't understand the decision to disjoint some of their coolest characters like this. 
Emporio is probably my favorite side character that the series has to offer, and that's kind of a surprising statement to make. He is like a child ghost that resides within the walls of this prison. And he's just kind of running around helping Jolene any opportunity he gets. He's just like Jolene's little buddy. (laughs) And it seems like he's going to be sticking around as they uh, hopefully finally move past the prison and whatever the next part of JoJo, whenever that comes out. Seems like he'll be sticking around for the adventures. I actually do like him. I uh, I think having him around provides a necessary balance to Jolene's hard exterior. Anastasia is another character who really comes through in this batch of episodes. He was definitely interesting. He is also an inmate at this high security prison. He, we know, we don't know much about his backstory quite at this moment, but we do know that he has killed. Um, he is like a murderer on paper. I don't know if Jolene is aware of that, of those details on his character yet. I, I don't believe that. Um, but he, he is around for like a support position for Jolene. He's absolutely just madly in love with her, like just off rip. He's just all about Jolene. And so his motivation is just to help her at all costs. (laughs) Seeing seeing the humor that comes with his ploys to make Jolene love him is absolutely hilarious. I actually do think he's one of the stronger aspects that came through in this season. His stand, I felt, was underwhelming as well. I actually kind of feel like a lot of the stands, not all of them, but a lot of the stands have been a little underwhelming compared to some of the ones we've been treated to in the past. I feel like that's expected on a series that has that introduces like an insane amount of stand abilities and powers, all that are super original. So, you know, of course, it can be expected that there will be troughs at times at times in terms of the abilities that they do depict. But really, I just didn't have that wasn't what was fun this season was exploring the the stand abilities. There were some that were really cool and I will highlight some, but it was probably the weakest season in terms of introducing stand abilities. His stand deep diver, as far as I can tell, has the ability to phase through objects and still pack a mean punch. Besides that, I don't really know what the nuances of of his ability are abilities are. I hope that we get more with this character soon. It took a long time for see, for this batch of episodes to come out. And because it was such a small episode order, it feels like we weren't able to accomplish that much in the narrative or with our characters. And so that is another critique I have for it. You know, these episodes are coming out in such a slow order and so little plot is being covered in that time that it feels like we're really dragging our feet here. That being said, when we do get to like the final five episodes of this episode order, things really start to ramp up. And I really do like like the climax plot that they reach in this in this part. Uh, the main enemy, Pale Snake, in you know, I've been talking about stand abilities. Pale Snake's ability is so underwhelming in terms of like a physical antagonist. He is not impressive physically. His stand is not scary. Like he does, he doesn't impose that threat. Now, as an antagonist, I do think that Pale Snake is very captivating. His his stand ability just isn't doing anything for me. He he keeps himself calm by counting prime numbers which is just a terrifying trait to see out of your antagonist when you hear him coldly counting those number out those numbers out in the corner it's definitely it definitely creates for a menacing tone fits very nice within the jojo tone for sure and seeing him get closer to his goals at the end of the season here getting close to reviving dio seemingly he he does pick up the pace a little bit and it seems like he you know, at the end of the season, he definitely has these new abilities, so he's going to be much more of a physical threat moving forward. Just up to this point, he's been much more of a psychological threat or a very chilling and creepy character, but not 
uh, physically imposing one whatsoever. But even though the physical action on screen wasn't all that crazy, the climax that they do get to with all their characters coming in on each other within the field, I do think is some of JoJo's best stuff. You know, once JoJo, any JoJo season, when they sit down and really want to have a big confrontation, the flair and the unique storytelling that we get out of it is always something to see. And, you know, I've been oh, I've been fairly critical of the season uh, so far, but once we reach the climax of it, once things really started to ramp up, I was I was 100 percent in. I was I had my seatbelt buckled and I was had a big smile on my face, just enjoying all the Jojo I can get out of it. What's interesting is they had this big climax happen with the main antagonist a few episodes before the season came into a close or the episode order came to a close. They actually end on a note that was more interesting, even though it was lower stakes. They, uh, the final stand user that we have to overcome in the season was the most interesting one that this, this whole part of Stone Ocean has introduced at all so far. The, her stand ability, she's actually the, the guard, one of the chief guards at the prison. And her stand ability essentially is to make her victims only able to remember three facts at a time. They they know their own personal history, so they're still functioning humans. But uh, at this at whichever point she decides to start her ability, there's only three things that your brain can take in at once. And so the second you get a new piece of information, that first thing that you heard is out the window. So you could imagine for anyone trying to problem solve against her and take her out, this can be very inconvenient. And they really they let our characters sit with the ignorance of having their memories forgotten constantly for a couple episodes and they really drag out how terrifying this situation can be. I love Jojo for stuff like this. They they give you a complex rule system that is somebody's ability and then they force you to figure out a solution. And they always get me to this point where I'm like, I actually don't know how they can possibly give me an acceptable solution that makes sense. But yet, as always, they find a way to make it out of the situation. The way that they overcame, the way that they showed Jolene overcoming this whole problem, how dedicated her character was, I thought it was really good character work. I feel like they're really firmly establishing the dedication, the desperate level, and that she's operating on, and she will stop at nothing to get what her goals are. These are at, these are characteristics that haven't not been present in JoJo characters before. I just feel like it's it's being much more well defined with Jolene's character. And I've said this before, Jolene just has such a, she has characteristics that other pre, other predecessors have had before her within her same bloodline, but for some reason, her characteristics and her motivation just shines through a lot more. I think it's because we get a lot more of her internal monologue, where often we are only getting the monologue of the side characters, and the JoJo character in particular always kind of is the straight man and always holds their card to their vest until the last second. We're always being uh, told the narrative kind of at an arm's length from the point of view of our main antagonist, our main protagonist. But in this case, we're, we're let in a lot more. And I really appreciate that for Jolene's character. Again, I'm, I'm tempted to say, you know, if, uh, if we continue on this track, Jolene has the potential to be one of my favorite JoJo's. That being said, she's surrounded by not a cat, by a cast that does not propel her forward you know if i were to make a comparison to jotaro in stardust crusaders jotaro was a funny character he's always kind of the straight man but he almost had no dialogue lines whatsoever we are he's never carrying the narrative he's never packing the jokes 
it's only because he's surrounded by characters like Polnareff or, um, oh, I can't remember their names right now, but everyone he was traveling with, because they're so wacky and ridiculous, they, it kind of propels his character up in a certain way, makes makes their whole group dynamic stronger. But in this case, I feel like Jolene's doing a lot of the heavy lifting, and anyone who happens to be helping her is just kind of doing so for the sake of narrative convenience. I'm not even convinced that those side characters would be totally motivated to go as far as they do for her. Now, I know I have provided a lot of criticisms for this part of Stone Ocean so far, but one thing I do want to express is that this is still JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and while watching it, you can't deny it. Uh, while this might so far be one of my least favorite iterations of the series, it is still very strong, it is still super enjoyable, and it does not disappoint overall in terms of carrying the torch of the jojo name it is bizarre you're going to get all the wacky poses and outfits you know this series just continues to get more ridiculous with its uh color choices and design choices for what their characters are wearing it only continues to get weirder but uh, that all the charm that comes with jojo is still here and the lore that they're building feels like they're building up to something really big Based on the pieces that they're setting up, I can only assume that Dio will once again be revived, and I'm hyped for that. You know, I will follow this series to into my grave if they continue making it. I actually did a little bit of research. This author has been writing the series for over 30 years now, with no end in sight. He's, you know, he's up to part eight. I, I think, uh, you know what, I guess I'll make this commitment. We'll be doing these reviews until we get to part 10. You know, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure reviews forever. By the way, one thing I do want to mention is I do really like Jolene's stand ability. It's not it's not too in your face, especially compared to in the most previous part, looking at Giorno's ability. He has the ability to literally spawn life, right? We've some we've seen some insane abilities, and we haven't seen that her ability is as overpowered or as crazy as a lot of the other JoJo's abilities have been. That being said, it is super unique. And the different applications that they use to problem solve with her ability makes for a very enjoyable watch. She has a very versatile uh, stand, whereas a lot of the other JoJo stands have been, um, while they've been extremely powered, they've been very one note. And with her, you get such a such a wide range of abilities and impact within her one stand ability, even though it's a very simple one on paper. So yeah, I, I like that a lot, even though it's a little underwhelming in terms of impact compared to some of the stand abilities we've seen in the past but yeah i think that's gonna bring this conversation to a close i did enjoy this season even though i think that there are some aspects that they could highlight a little bit better to come through as a stronger entry to the jojo series that being said i am intrigued enough that when they drop more episodes i'll be there right away chomping at the bits for anything i can get but yeah, that's bringing this conversation to a close. What did you think, guys? I would I happily embrace any feedback you got for me. You can hit me up on Instagram and TikTok at the Darius Show, and hit me up with on my email for any feedback. I do really appreciate it. Let me know what you thought about this season. Am I totally bogus on my opinions here? Like, am I totally missing the mark? Am I missing what's great about this series? Let me know, and let me know what you want me to talk about next. As you've seen, if you are a fan of this podcast, you'll see that I'm doing a lot of show reviews, which is kind of my staple, but what I've been trying to do is branch out and do a lot more uh, side topics as well. Uh, branch this out and grow it into something that's more than just talking about TV shows, movies, and whatnot. So yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, 
yeah, that's going to be it for today. I'll catch you in the next one, guys. Peace out. And remember, I love you.